You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Coach Bob Brigneris, and he's the co-founder of Feed Stories, which is a digital marketing agency. And he's an expert in digital marketing, specifically in and around video, right? And he's the author of five books, including a book that just came out recently, the fourth edition of the Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. We all know how popular Facebook is these days and how powerful it can be for driving driving sales. So since 1998, Bob has been helping his clients achieve their goals through digital media and storytelling, and he's eager to share some of his experience with us today. He's a sought-out speaker and expert in and around Facebook advertising and deep funnel marketing strategies, which is really going to be the focal point of the Mm -hmm. interview. But before I spill the popcorn in the lobby, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Bob? Yeah, I kind of project my age when I say 1998, don't I? Yeah, me too. Don't worry. We're in the same boat. (laughs) And we have the same haircut, so that's all good. Yeah. Well, you know, we tend to find each other, you know, like we feel better when we're, we're around people that look like us. So, you know, same age, same haircut, it's all good. And you even had, like, I know you're from Buffalo, but it sounded like you said, like, you had a little Chicago accent there, which is kind of cool. I, I don't know, maybe Western New York and Chicago have similar accents. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. Well, we're both used to cold weather, so maybe there's, you yeah. know, maybe it's because we're used to freezing all the time. Maybe that's, yeah, that, that similarity be. is is passed through, so. Yeah, but I've been around a little bit, Dennis. I like to think I'm just well experienced. And I really got into marketing in 1998 after I I started developing websites, but really the money's in helping people get traffic to the websites. So I really shifted my focus and my education towards that. And I've always been on the paid side. I know there's people that are organic people and SEO and things like that. I tend to want a little bit more kind of security. And, you know, like I want the challenge of spending a dollar to make two, right? So I got started in the old pay-per-click, goto.com, Overture, Yahoo, shifted to Google AdWords. But then really 2013, I shifted over to Facebook. I really kind of kept my eyes looking forward. And, you know, just like, like right now, we're probably looking TikTok, maybe the next kind of big media that people move to. But back then, not a lot of businesses were on Facebook mostly because Facebook's ad interface and ad product was terrible. No conversions. It was absolutely awful. And then they shifted to something called sponsored stories, which models you know, what we know now to be the mobile news feed. So that's when Facebook became actually a legitimate media for advertising. And so I was fortunate to kind of get in early, took on a bunch of clients whose businesses took off and created a lot of success stories. I talk about that in the book. And I've been doing it ever since. And now Facebook is quite a challenging environment. Account bans, 
high cost of advertising, lower response rates. We need an edge as advertisers these days because there's a lot of chances for us to make errors and a lot of chance for us to lose money if we're not sharp. Okay, so when did the book release? Just released a couple of weeks ago as we're recording this, uh, late October. So it's been selling, like I told you, it sold out the first day, all the inventory. So, you know, hopefully by the time people hear this, that it's restocked. I'm really proud of it. This is the fourth edition. It's a complete rewrite of the third edition. Only about 10% of the book is the same. I really took kind of a overhaul approach to this based on all the things that have been happening in Facebook over the last few years, which is a lot, quite frankly. So this is really a book for beginners. Hey, if you want to get a great start, get a great basis of education, kind of learn the 20% that's going to give you 80% of the results. It's a good book for that. But I also put in a lot of advanced strategy. So if you have some experience in Facebook or you even consider yourself an advanced marketer, there's going to be things here that I think will give you great ideas and give you insights that are going to help move your campaigns forward. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's the fourth edition when you factor in how quickly Facebook changes, not yeah. only Facebook as a platform, but their ad platform and all the products they have yeah. and all the, I mean, I tell you, we do a little bit of Facebook advertising now and I've done some over the years and the ad manager, you know, from three or four or five years ago versus the ad manager today and all the complexity. I mean, it's a little maddening. I can't imagine trying to actually start Facebook advertising without some sort of a guide or some sort of a book or some sort of a roadmap. I mean, it would be so frustrating not to have that. Yeah. I mean, I got my start by going, I learned from people that were doing it before me. You know, somebody's got to kind of write the book, right? And I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I was a pretty good college student. I didn't enjoy homework or learning, but when it came to my career and subjects I was interested in, I, I like to learn. So my whole thing is I want to stay on top of, of this. So like I buy other Facebook courses and I buy other Facebook books, not to like, you know, copy. I want to stay sharp. I want to know what other people are doing. And if somebody has a great idea, I'm going to implement it. So, you know, I don't just have one book by my side. I mean, if you're going to have one book, you want mine. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of great <laughs> books out there, right? And I think you want to pull ideas from different sources. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's another thing we have in common. I'm a lifelong learner. When I want to learn something, if I'm interested in it, I completely immerse myself. I mean, I'll read 10 books on the topic. I'll yeah. buy courses. I'll hire consultants. I mean, when I want to learn something, I'll have conversations on the podcast with really interesting, smart guys like you, and I'll learn <laughs> that way. So yeah, I mean, I'm the exact same way. So listen, let's dive into this a little bit, you know, because I know there's some really interesting concepts in the book and some yep. of those we're going to talk about today. And the one that really kind of drew me to you during our early conversations was this whole concept of deep funnel marketing and the difference between that and kind of what most people think of traditional marketing in the sense of particularly as it relates to online. So today we're going to talk about this deep funnel marketing, but we're going to talk about just so you guys to kind of keep you holding on here, we're going to talk about two different strategies, actual strategies, you know, that Bob talks about in his book. He's going to break them down here, depending upon who you are and your tendencies and your interests and yeah. your skills, you know, that could work really, really well to get you rolling with some return on investment for Facebook. So why don't you take it away, Tar, start out by telling us a little bit about what this whole concept of deep funnel marketing is, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, deep funnel marketing, it's just a term that I coined. It, you know, it's useful to kind of name something that you developed. It goes back a little bit. Dennis, actually, I wrote a book in 2008 called Big Ticket E-Commerce. And that came out of my experience in working with businesses that sold complex or expensive products and services. 
you know, it's not the click add to cart type of business, you know, like a kind of that type of business. So this actually was something that I developed back then. And then I've perfected in the retargeting era. So, I mean, before we can talk about deep funnel, we have to talk about retargeting. I think most people know what this is. You go to an e-commerce site, let's say, and you look at a pair of golf spikes and then you decide not to buy and you go back to Facebook and all of a sudden you see an ad from that company that you just looked at. You know, the very spikes that you looked at, you're seeing an, an ad on those. That's essentially kind of the basis of retargeting. Uh, retargeting is nothing but a technology. It's powered by what's called the Facebook pixel, which is just a piece of code that basically helps you reconnect with your audience once they've left your universe. And this really is, it's critical for us, number one, because most of our front-end advertising is not profitable, meaning we're spending a dollar to make 25 cents. Cold traffic is really expensive. And conversely, when you retarget, you typically see return on ad spend like spend a dollar to make 10 or spend a dollar to make 60. I've got a client in the e-commerce space. His retargeting is a 110% return on ad spend. So for every dollar he spends, he makes $110. Not possible if retargeting doesn't exist. So the very first concept is this is really powered by the ability to reconnect with your prospects, which gives us as advertisers a huge edge. And it also, I think it, it kind of takes some of the pressure off. I mean, I think if you've been around for at least a decade in this space, you remember our whole job as marketers was to drive people to a landing page and get an email address, right? Like if we didn't get an email address, we had no way of reconnecting to them. Once they were gone, they were gone. And so retargeting is really the basis for this. And then the concept really came around, you know, working with these clients that sell products, services that you have to think about, that you just don't buy on a whim. You need to be able to go along with them. You need to have an extended conversation. Most sales don't occur the moment that you meet somebody, right? I mean, most people don't marry their spouse like the same day. You know, it's kind of a ridiculous concept, but that's what we try to do in marketing. Yeah, that, first, I, that first date that you're definitely not getting past first base. <laughs> I didn't say that, you did. But you know what I mean? It's a ridiculous kind of analogy, but that is what we tend to do as marketers. We drive traffic to a page and we try to convert them on the first try. And it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, when we have the ability to reconnect with people. So what I say in the book is, you know, most people underestimate the amount of time and effort it takes to convert somebody from becoming a stranger to a customer. And that's really the whole concept behind Deep Funnel. I like to say it's developing and producing content at the right time to the right audience, okay? That's really what our job is. And, and it goes back, Dennis, to a concept that even predates us. 1966, Eugene Schwartz wrote a book called Breakthrough Advertising. In that book, he talks about something called the customer awareness timeline. And that's just a concept of somebody goes from stages called unaware on the left side all the way to most aware on the right side. And along the way, they're making little decisions, giving us little signals that they're moving along the decision process. So think about buying a car. Think about investing in a $2,000 marketing course or a $25,000 coaching program. You aren't making those decisions the first time you come across this, okay? You are thinking about things. And as you progress through your decision process, you need different content at different times. So, you know, kind of the first phase of it is we need to get your attention, right? The first thing we need to do is I need to let you know I exist. 
And then once you know I exist, I need to explain kind of why I'm important to you. What problem do I solve? You know, what need do I satisfy? Then I'm going to start to ask questions like, well, are you the best? You know, why do I need you? And how does your product work? You know, those are all things you're going to educate them with. And then as you get towards the end where it's like, hey, I need to make a decision, you need to deliver a call to action. So, you know, a lot of people, if they're in the coaching business, are selling people on strategy calls or they're inviting people to webinars and closing them there. Maybe it's a live event when we're not in the pandemic. Those are, so the concept is really this, I need to meet you, become acquainted with you. We need to develop this kind of two-way conversation until we get to the point where you feel comfortable for me to invite you to do business with me. And you know, for some businesses, maybe it's seven days, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's a month, maybe it's three months, who knows? But the idea is we need to be investing in developing that relationship with people over time. And I found that to be really effective for those types of businesses. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I mean, when you think about paid advertising, almost on any channel, Facebook being, you know, not any different, as you think about this whole retargeting audience, which is people that have maybe visited your website, maybe they're on your email list, maybe mm-hmm. they visited your Facebook page or your Facebook group, right? That's the people that have some knowledge of you. They're aware of you. They may yeah. not they may be early in their journey, but there's some level of awareness, right? Right, right. Maybe they know what your logo looks like. Maybe they know what one of your primary products are. Maybe they know right. who the main character is, right? Who in that story, right? Yeah. And then you got cold traffic, which is everybody else, which is the majority of Facebook or any platform that has <laughs> yeah. no clue who the heck you are. And so I think what the mistake that people make, and I've made it myself, is that we try to treat them all the same. Yes. Right. And yes. we try, we try to serve it. them all the same way with different types of ads and content and offer and value. And you just can't do that. And what really, you know, that old funnel, I want to, I'll ask everybody, you know, close your eyes really quick and kind of visualize that old school funnel, the one where it's real wide at the top and real narrow at the bottom. And when, and I think what Bob's saying, if I'm not mistaken, is that as they enter that funnel, you know, you're going to have a different piece of content or a different value proposition for that people that are at the very top. And as they start to slide down that funnel towards the bottom, you've got to answer different questions throughout that journey. And when they get towards the bottom, at some point you got to make an offer, right? Because there's no sale without an offer. And so, but the thing is, is that a lot of people disappear, you know, from the top to the bottom and that's okay. They've kind of self-selected them their way out of this process. And at the bottom, you should only end up with people that are really potentially ideal clients or ideal prospects that you can then make a really solid offer to. So I just wanted to try to give my two cents on that. And I think you you did it great, but I I think that visualization of the funnel is just so easier for people to understand. So you nailed that. But there's one thing that you want to add to that is there's people that are falling off the funnel that don't need to be falling off your funnel. And that's, see, you don't want it. The problem is most funnels repel too many people and you're, yeah, you're down to maybe the essence of like, all right, these are the hottest prospects, but there's all these people that are falling off your funnel that would have bought from you had you just answered the question at the time they had it, all right? And if you're not answering the question, they're going to turn to a competitor who is taking the time and spending the money to invest in them to get their questions answered. So a lot of people are making these really efficient funnels that are repelling a bunch of revenue that they could have had in their pocket and now it's going to their competitors. Right. It's funny because you see these ads all the time. If you're not an XYZ, you know, you can kind of skip this ad type thing, right? And so they're yeah. pushing away. They're pushing away. They're really trying to be divisive right. where it's like, 
you're either an A or a B. If you're an A, I want you in this funnel. If you're a B, I don't. Right. But not everybody, but there is a middle ground there. There's a gray area between those where I think a lot of opportunity probably lies. Yeah, I mean, there's that soft middle where, where most of the people sit. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to have early adopters and early responders. I mean, you're going to put out ads, you're going to get people that come in and buy from you no matter what. They're, they're just, they got money, you know, in excess. And they're just lifelong learners like us. They're going to spend money. But a lot of people are making actual decisions about limited funds. And it's not like they're not going to spend money with you. It's just that they want to make sure that you're the right person to invest, you know, in. So, you know, whether you're an e-commerce business and you sell a particular product or you're a coach, consultant, something like that, that's selling a service, you know, people are making decisions. And really it comes down to, do I feel comfortable doing business with this person? And the deep funnel allows you to do that because you're, you're delivering the right content to the right audience at the right time. Got it. Perfect. All right. So I think everybody has a good understanding of what a deep funnel marketing is, including the visual, including your, you know, how you broke it down. So what's the next step from there? Because I know, you know, you were going to talk about, you know, retargeting versus cold, right. and then we were going to get into a couple of strategies. Yeah. So the first thing is, before you even go to cold traffic, we want to establish and create a retargeting campaign. You want to be able to catch people that come into your world, and you really want that established before you go to, you know, to the outskirts and bring in cold traffic. I think everybody wants to start with cold traffic. It's what everybody believes marketing is, but all the money is made in the retargeting. So in the book, I go into real deep strategies, Dennis, you know, like how to get this set up properly and how to develop these, I call them nurturing campaigns. So the first thing, and this is really important, like you want to get started with those and you get that established first. Even if you have like very little traffic, you're going to really, it's going to really pay dividends once you start doing cold traffic. So in the book, I talk about that. You want to get that set up first. We don't have a lot of time to go into that. But what I want to talk about is what do you do now when you're trying to scale, right? This is the growth podcast, right? We're going to talk about growth strategy. So how do I scale and grow my business? I've got, I believe in the deep funnel. I have my retargeting place. So what do I do? I've got two strategies that I'd like to teach that are great for, especially for people in an education space, coach, consultant, a service business. This even works for e-commerce businesses. It takes the concept of leading with content. And the idea here is this, is it's really expensive to go out to a wide audience. And what I would like to do and what I prefer to do and what works for clients that come to me is I am going to first cast a net and I'm going to basically look for signals, all right? I want to know who's interested in the topic that I generally am making money in. So, you know, for me right now, Dennis, I'm going to be putting out content related to Facebook advertising because obviously I want to promote the book and I want to bring people into my coaching program. So what I want to do is I want to lead with content and people will give me signals. So what I'll do is the first one's called an article strategy. So many of us are really good at writing. We like to put our thoughts and our experience into words. So we typically put this on a blog, of course. What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to drive cold traffic to my blog article first. And in many cases, I'm not even going to have an offer on that page. And you're like, whoa, what? you don't make an offer? No. What I'm doing is I am going to an audience and I'm saying, hey, here's a specific article. It's on Facebook advertising or it's on video advertising. What I want to do is I want to know all the people that read my ad, clicked over to my landing page, spent time there reading that article. What I'm going to do then is I'm going to nurture or retarget 
only the people that showed interest in that. And maybe I show them another article, maybe I show them a video, but what I'm doing is, is I'm casting a net out and only looking for people who engage with my content, and then I'm only going to focus my sales messaging and my nurturing on those folks. Because somebody who saw my ad and doesn't spend any time reading my article, well, those are the people that aren't interested. I'm going to let them go. So right? to go back to what we were talking about before with that wide yeah. funnel at the top, for you, using you as an example, if you did this article, you might put, to, put together a blog post that was very top of funnel about like, yeah. What are, you know, how to get started, three steps to get started with the, you know, on Facebook advertising because yeah. it's top of the funnel. It's very wide, right? right. I mean, that's just a, right. a very simple example, of course. right? And then you're going to, based on whether they like it or they comment or whether they click through and engage with, you know, watch the, read the article, right. um, that's when you're going to then, that's the signal you're looking for. And then exactly. from there, you're going to take that signal and then you're going to put another ad in front of them. Is that correct? Right. Or, or another right. campaign in front of them, another piece of content right. in front of them. It could be another piece of content. I could go to my, let's say, opt-in offer or a lead magnet at that point. I'm not offering my coaching program yet. You know, I'm, I'm stepping them through. So that kind of you know, follows the concept of deep funnel there. But the idea is this, is I want to go to the masses and I want to pull the people out that are ready right now to like invest in their Facebook advertising skills. And that's all I want to talk with because, because in the end, you know, my, my end goal in mind is I want to sell them into, I want them to get the book, but I want to put them into my coaching program. Okay. So not everybody's ready for a coaching program right now, but if they start engaging with Facebook content that is about improving their Facebook advertising skills, then that's a signal to me that, well, okay, maybe, maybe they're ready for coaching. I don't know that yet but I'm going to get to know them and they're going to get to know me. So, you know, if they read two, three, four articles from me, maybe they get on my email list and get communicated with all of a sudden, when I put a coaching program in front of them, they're more likely to buy because they already know who I am. So I don't have to go through all the, the circus act and everything to try to like, you know, use NLP and all these tactics to try to close them. Right. They already know who I am. So if I have a reasonable offer and they believe that, yeah, Bob, you're the guy that's going to teach me because you've already taught me. They're going to end up close, you know, joining and I can close them into my coaching program. So that here's a sense. question for you. Yeah. Let's think about the cost of conversion, right? Let's think right. about, let's use you as an example. You're, you have this Facebook coaching program, right? You've got a co right. av Facebook advertising coaching program and you're going to put that ad out there. The cost of converting someone to read that blog post and engage with your blog post versus going direct to an ad that says, hey, click here if you want a strategy call, the first time they ever see you in that cold right. audience. Right. What do you see in the difference of cost of conversion? Because ultimately, that's yeah. one of the primary metrics that you're going to be measuring because money is a finite you know, component right. you know, when you're advertising. So just from a cost comparison, you know, we can still get somebody from a cold ad to a, like a blog post article for 20, 25 cents in the US, all right? Kind of unheard of. Yeah, that's but, great. Compared right. to what it would cost to convert them into a sale. Now tell them what it would cost to convert them into a call. Well, one of the things we know is in general, to generate an email address, okay? Just an email address, if I would do kind of that campaign, we're somewhere around the $10 mark, okay? Now, you know, maybe you can get it down to five bucks, but essentially what I'm seeing is overall, it's about $10 to generate an email address. And you need probably about 100 people to get five to 10 responses 
from your emails to get into a strategy call. So all of a sudden you're doing the math, it's like it's costing me a hundred bucks, a strategy call, and maybe that's worth it. But what I like to do is I'm gonna do this strategy, I'm gonna pull people in, now I can get somebody on my email list for maybe a dollar or dollar fifty, okay? So I've got brought my cost down there, and it, it may cost me $10, $25 to get somebody on a strategy call, and they're more likely to convert. So when you measure your ROI, you're not just going to measure the end game. You're going to measure what it costs you to get them initially. So you want to blend those all together. So you're still going to look at an overall cost per, you know, cost per sale, essentially. But I find it to be more efficient, and you are, you're generally getting much better response and better you know, return on ad spend in the end when you're only putting people in your funnel that are interested in the topic that you're, that you're offering. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And the other thing that you have to under, people have to understand is that you know, your warm audience, the people that visit your site organically, whether that be through your SEO or whether that be through social media, organic, you know, there's only a finite number of those people, right? If you got a yeah. thousand people a month coming to your website or 10,000, you know, but if you can create this, make this equation work, if you can make this type of campaign work in a cold environment like Facebook, right. you can literally scale that up to yeah. tens of thousands of people that are going to see your ad on a weekly, monthly basis, which is going to give you an enormous amount of scale, which, you know, depending upon your business, you may or may not be able to handle. If you're a one coach business, then right. you know, you're going to have a limited amount of capacity. But if you're selling a course or it's some sort of a SaaS product or you've got right. some sort of an e-com product, you know, the scale is almost infinite in some cases. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that's important for people to recognize. Right. Bob, really quick, let's talk about that video strategy because I know we, were, we talked about the article one, but I don't want to be, I don't want to miss that video. Yeah. So, I mean, video is actually article kind of on steroids and I don't like to use that term too often, but Facebook really prefers video and video is really what people consume now. If you, if you think just about what people consume. I mean, obviously YouTube itself, but most of what Facebook serves you now is video. Video gives you some advantages. Number one is it's cheaper than static ads. It just is. Maybe you have some cases where it's not, but most of the time, like 80, 80, 85% of the time, a video ad will outperform kind of a static ad, which is great. So Facebook prefers it. So a video gets higher engagement. And I think it's a better way to communicate, quite frankly. And they don't need to leave the platform. No. Because they don't need to click over to a blog. They can actually exactly. watch it, write it. It's native. So we don't need, and that's the key difference here. So some people aren't comfortable on video. Maybe they're writers. But I, I want to push as many people to video as possible because the advantage is just what you said. Facebook doesn't like people leaving the platform and people don't like leaving the platform. So one of the best strategies we developed is this video strategy where you put a Facebook video ad in front of your prospective audience and then you retarget people that watch, let's say 75% or more of that video. All right. So let's say you create a one minute video and somebody watches 45 seconds or more of that video. I have found that to be better than the value of a landing page visitor. Somebody that consumes that much video, we know for sure they watched it at lawn. We don't necessarily know without a lot of complicated technical stuff on our landing page, how long they spent and whether they read. But I know for a fact that Facebook tracks every person who watches the video. And when they say they watch 75% or 95% or 100% of the video, I know they did it. So we can create a nurturing, retargeting audience of people in the same way. 
So instead of doing the video of three things you need to know before you run a Facebook ad, I can do a video, three things you know before you run a Facebook video ad, put that in the newsfeed, and then only, again, nurture and retarget the people that watch, let's say, 75% or more of that video. Really elegant way to connect with people, and quite frankly, it's even cheaper because I can get video views for pennies, okay? So I can, I can get a visitor to a landing page for like 20 cents, but I can get video views for one penny or sometimes less. Yeah, All and right. so it's the same sort of process. It's just it's finding a signal and then yes. honing in on that yes. signal. And you know, you guys, everybody that's listening to this, you know, you know how you scroll through your Facebook feed. If you stay on a piece of content for 45 seconds, it's something that you were definitely, in, it drew you in, it hooked you. It's something of interest because in most cases, you might see a piece of content for one or two seconds, maybe as you scroll through yep. your feed. So when you look at something for 45 seconds, Facebook knows that and you have to capitalize on that because that means that there's definitely a strong signal that that person is, you know, is interested in what you have to offer. So, I mean, that, that, I think that's a perfect, I think that's a perfect description of how that works. So then you, you target, so you target them with that wide, that wide concept, that wide ad, whoever watches the video for X amount of time, 75% of it, let's say it's 45 seconds. And then what do you do from there? Then you put a different video ad in front of them on the platform? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you could switch. I mean, you could run a video ad. You could drive them to an article. You could target them to a lead magnet page. You know, there's a number of things you could do. It's going to depend really on your market, how deep you need to go. But I mean, you could keep trying to get an email address along the way, but keep putting content in front of people as long as they keep consuming it. Like you're developing a relationship with them. You're establishing your credibility. And I think you said it before there are a lot of coaches and consultants and there's probably a lot listening to this podcast. So how are you going to differentiate yourself, right? I mean, everyone's got a coaching offer. So how are you going to differentiate yourself? Well, you better show that you're a good coach and people hire coaches probably for their personality a little bit, but they also like, they want to hire somebody that knows what they're talking about. So what better way to demonstrate that by putting content out and letting people know like, Hey, I'm going to the extra effort to educate you and so-and-so-and-so is not. And, you know, you're going to rise to the top of the pile then. All right, love it. Perfect. Listen, is there anything else you want to add? We got to wrap it up for today. I got two more rapid fire questions and then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously we just skimmed the surface here, Dennis. Yeah, and I wish we could go deeper, but yeah, I mean, yeah. We, could, I, we could talk for hours about this, I'm sure. Yeah, so um, I, I would love people to get the book. It is selling fantastic. I'm really humbled by that. When you put a lot of time into something, like you really hope people love it. So early returns are really, really good. I actually set up a website for this. Would be okay to kind of mention that? Yeah, sure. I mean, right now, yeah, I'll do that at the end. Let's go okay. into a couple of really quick questions. Okay, let's um, do that. Yeah, we'll do two rapid fire questions and then we'll let everybody know how they can get the book and connect with you, maybe even learn more about your coaching program. So what's your favorite growth tool, software, SaaS product, app? What That software that you use, other than obviously Facebook ad oh. manager, right? What's yeah. a tool that you use that you would highly recommend if you had to pick one? Yeah, uh, I guess my favorite one in terms of keeping organized, especially with a lot of team members is monday.com. It's, it's like it's a project a management tool. Project management tool. Uh, they're really going mainstream. I saw a commercial for them on an NFL game for, it was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah. I'm like, but we've been using it for a couple of years. We had been using a couple other tools that we, we just didn't really follow through. Monday is a really good tool for collaboration. And so we use that one a lot and it's really good for keeping things organized. 
and it also allows you to create templates. So like when a new client comes on board, you can just pop a template in and all the tasks for that client is good. So that's probably one of my favorite ones right now. Love it. And besides your book, what would be one book you would recommend to the audience? Something that helped you along on your journey or you think might help them? The one, uh, there's two books. Number one is by my co-author, Perry Marshall, 8020 Sales and Marketing. It's one of those books that is full of timeless strategies. And uh, I love that book. It's right on my desk over there. The second book that really affected me and helped me understand kind of my place in the world is Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why. He had a really famous TED Talk. That book really helped me understand the whole concept behind our company is, is getting people on video and getting them to really express their why. Why do they do what they do? I think that's one of the main reasons people do business with, you know, like us is we're, we're really good at expressing our why and we try to pull that out of our clients. So that book was really transformational for me. Love it. Really appreciate it. Listen, Bob, let everybody know how they can get a copy of the book, The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, the fourth edition. I'm sure it's on Amazon and you maybe have another website. And then yeah. make sure you let them know how they can connect with you, whether that Absolutely. be on social or email, and maybe they'll be interested in your Facebook coaching program. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's going to be real easy, Dennis. UltimateFB.com. I, I've got one website set up. All my social links are on there so you can connect to me. But I developed a website to not only just give some information about the book, I have a number of co-authors in the book with me, people like Brian Kurtz, Ryan Dice, obviously Perry Marshall, Dennis Yu, Jeff Walker. Uh, these are names people probably know. I'm really honored to call them friends. I interviewed each of them. So I have 10 interviews on that site. So when you go there, not only can you get a link to the book, connect with me on social, you'll be able to hear some really insightful interviews just like Dennis and I had. Probably more insightful because I'm not as smart as some of the guys that I interviewed. So I enjoy the opportunity for you to go visit there. But yeah, and, and really, Dennis, the, the basis for joining my coaching program is I really want you to read the book. And the people who read the book and go, yeah, I want more of this. Um, there's plenty of opportunities within the book to connect to me and learn how to, to join the coaching program. So I just want to get people on my list. I want to I get to know them. I want them to get the book. I want them to be equipped. And then uh, it's pretty natural for most people to say, hey, yeah, I want, I want to work with Bob one-on-one -on -one or as part of one of his groups. So love it. really... Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys check that out. Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. You can also go to ultimatefb.com. Have an awesome day and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thank you, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.